It is no secret that the travel industry has undergone some major changes in the past few years. And even though it is back and booming, so much of why and how we travel has changed. Welcome to Travel Redefined. I'm Sarah Dandeshi and I'm your host, and I'm excited to talk to thought leaders in the hospitality and travel space for insight on the future of travel. Well, welcome back to another episode. Really excited to be kicking things off because there is definitely change in the air uh, when it comes to the world of travel and hospitality. And with this renewed sense of vigor and enthusiasm, it's really wonderful to be able to have these conversations with uh, travel and hospitality professionals around the world. And I'm excited for this episode because I have Jennifer Barnwell on here, who is president of Curator Hotel and Resort Collection. Now, I will let her go into more um, about the company, but what's great about the Curator Hotel and Resort Collection is that it's really all about independence, independent, independent hotels, and they're really about for these unique guest experiences and uh, being a traveler in today's day and age, we are definitely um, looking for more of those experiences. So without further ado, I definitely want to go ahead and welcome on Jennifer. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you today. Yes, likewise. Well, what I love is, you know, just hearing as far as far as doing a little bit of my research is seeing a little bit more about Curator Hotel and Resort Collection. But, um, you know, for those that might not know, so you're president of the Curator Hotel and Resort Collection. Can you share a little bit, obviously, about your role, but then also the company and its portfolio? I would love to. Thank you so much. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm president of Curator Hotel and Resort Collection. We launched not too long ago, actually back in November of 2020. And it might seem a bit crazy to launch something during a pandemic and being in lockdown. We didn't necessarily mean to. We had been thinking about this idea for quite a while and you know, getting ourselves together in order to launch it. Um, but Kind of the short, you know, answer to that is we're a collection of independent hotels and resorts, like you mentioned. Today we are almost at ninety properties in total. Wow! And what I like to say is we bring together independence and scale, which didn't really exist before. Um, mm -hmm. You know, independent hotels can be, you know, kind of one-off owner-operator hotels in a small town or you know city. Or they can, you know, you can have a very small brand that's a collection of maybe like three, four, five, or six, but um, everyone's kind of been off on their own doing their own thing if you're independent. And we're trying to bring the independence together. Uh, we have properties today across 20 states and 43 cities. Of that almost 90 hotels, we're actually roughly split about 50-50 between hotels and resorts. Oh, great. So the, hotel, the hotels would be more of kind of like the urban kind of downtown core uh, location. And then resorts obviously are kind of either in warm weather or cold weather uh, locations and have, you know, bigger properties and lots and lots of amenities. Um, we were formed and our main founding member is Pebble Brook Hotel Trust, which was actually where I was with most recently, and we're actually, we, we sit in the Pebble Brook offices and um, have those resources to draw from. So Pebble Brook was our main founding member, but we have this amazing collection of a few other founding members from our industry, which include Davidson, 
Noble House, Provenance, Springboard, Sage, and Viceroy, who are all amazing independent operating companies. And we actually, at Pebblebrook, had worked with all of them for many years. And then just one, you know, last comment on the company, kind of the way we're structured and where we focus. Mm-hmm. We have basically three main disciplines. One is membership and communication, which, you know, is probably obvious. That's where we're doing all of our prospecting and talking to prospective member members and bringing them in and kind of the website and PR fall, falls under that discipline as well. Our programs discipline is just another word for all of our offerings. So we have a group that focuses specifically on if you come in to be a member hotel, here's what you get access to. And then the third discipline is account management, which again is probably self-explanatory, but once you sign up and you're part of Curator, we have a whole account management team that descends upon you <laughs> to get oh. you you know, completely onboarded and engaged in everything that we have to offer. Well, that's great. I mean, and and being somebody that, you know, I've definitely worked in in some independent hotels and I absolutely understand that uh, how important that is and to also be able to kind of have somebody help provide that framework um, because it just, it gives a, a bit of consistency and and also a bit, maybe even like more direction in some where, especially with some independent hotels, you know, it might be a little bit loosey-goosey and that can work for a little bit, but you know, right. as you grow and the business grows, you know, it's de- definitely, there's gotta be some more structure. So it's, it's wonderful to kind of like see how you're working with the, with the properties. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only makes sense, of course. Um, so wait, I want to back up a little bit. Okay. Uh, just to hear a little bit more about you personally. So, okay. um, you know, how did you get into hospitality? I'd, I'd love to just hear more about your background. Well, I'm going to bring it way back, which okay. every year, well, someone yesterday told me, don't say you're old, just say your experience. So yeah. I, love that, that. I will take that too. <laughs> you know, it really started in college. So I'm the youngest of my siblings. I have an older brother and an older sister. And, you know, I, I basically followed my sister into the hotel industry. Somehow she knew kind of right off the bat going into college that that's what she wanted to be involved in. And so um, luckily for me, we overlapped. We were both at Cornell University at the time, Okay. but I wasn't in the hotel school my first year. And she's like, why don't you just, you know, transfer over here? This is like, it's really great. It's really cool. And I, you know, I think you like it. So again, lucky enough, I did, um, I was able to transfer over because I had already been working, you know, during work study in the hotel that was on campus anyway. So I kind of was like, dipping my toe a little bit in the hotel industry. And then I went, you know, full on into the hotel school. And, you know, that education, of course, was invaluable. But also, I worked every school year at the hotel on campus. Every summer, I was working as an intern at some hotel. And it was a really amazing foundation to really learn about how hotels operate Mm-hmm. Um, I did almost every job, you know, the line level jobs, either, you know, front of house or guest facing in the back of house. Um, so I got to do a whole lot of different things in the hotel and see how it operates. Um, I have great respect, enormous respect for people that are on the front lines working at the hotels. Yes. It, it wasn't for me. I experienced it all and knew it was kind of like not really what I wanted to do. And through my studies, I definitely was more of an analytical person and kind of deal person. So 
that's where I ended up more on the mm-hmm. real estate finance side and went to New York. I lived in New York for many years after school and worked mainly, well, exclusively at ownership groups. Okay. So I worked at a big um, real estate hotel ownership construction development group for many years. I got to see, again, all on the real estate side of things, all the different aspects, ownership, construction, asset management, management, development. I even did brokerage for a couple of years, like buying and wow. help uh, assisting owners buy and sell hotels. And then I moved over to private, a, a smaller private equity fund where we bought some hotels in New York and did repositioning and renovation plans for them. And then luckily, um, again, I mean, it's not all luck. It's a lot of hard work. Yeah, but, of course. Of course. Um, you know, our industry tends to be kind of small. And especially if you've gone to Cornell, you really kind of keep an eye out for what everybody else is doing. So mm-hmm. our CFO at Pebblebrook, I had worked with him in New York and gone to school with him. And he was like, what do you think, you know, about coming down to the DC area? And I was like, well, why not? You know, let's give it a try. So I came down to Pebblebrook in 2020 as their first asset manager and got to oversee a lot of the hotels in their portfolio. And again, maybe lucky for me, um, a majority of the independents, Mm -hmm. which were so fun to work on. Um, I love the hotel industry and there's a place for everyone, but the independent hotels kind of themselves in terms of what we could do with them and kind of like the free reign and the flexibility and the creativity and the teams, you know, I worked with at the hotel level and these independent management companies, some that I mentioned earlier, I don't know, it's just a different type of people or caliber people. It just was so much fun. And, you know, I don't necessarily get too personal, you know, with work. I try to make sure there's a little bit of a line and my personal sure. life is separate, but I just, I connected with so many yeah. of those team members and they're just such great people and so inspiring. So I really got um, made, ended up developing a real love and appreciation for independent hotels when I came down to Pebblebrook. I it's so okay. So first of all, I, what was your very first ho- hotel job or part of your internship? Like, what was that role? Because you mentioned kind of front of the house, just for, cu- for so for I worked in the kitchen. Okay. Um. So when I was at Cornell as a freshman, you know, I needed a work study job, so I was. Um, I guess you could do a lot of stuff when you're young. I had like oh. studies and I also played volleyball yeah, of course. and I was working in the kitchen. <laughs> I so I was it. like, you know, in chef ways, chopping up vegetables and ah, ser- serving banquets all the time. I love that. No, I just asked because it's like, I, I too <laughs> also started while I was in, in school. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, how was I doing all of this? And then going right. to work and, and I, I worked in F and B, which seems to be like the, the thing. And I was like a hostess in the lobby oh, yeah. lounge area. So oh, yeah. I was like, oh, what, what was yours? Cause it's so interesting to see what might start at such a young age and then like how it grows and develops. But I, what I, also really loved about what you said, and this totally resonates with me as being somebody that's worked in uh, bigger branded hotels that are, are wonderful. And, and they, I learned a lot in them, mm-hmm. but for myself, as far as going then to an independent hotel, uh, being a front of line individual is like, you could have more personality and not only can the employees have more personality, but the hotel can have more personality as well too. Oh, yeah. So I too, like you, it just, it just seems like a natural a natural fit because you're like, oh, I get it. There's something a little bit more here. It's a little bit more 
spice to the sort of experience, so to speak. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <Right>? Exactly. <laughs> so, um, no, it's, it's, it's so great. I obviously get very passionate when it comes to like, when, when you, cause it's cool when, when hotels can have that personality and they can do something different. You're like, Oh, well, that's clever. Um, oh yeah. So from and when I talk about to... independent independence, it's just, you know, and I get very inspired by, you know, the small brands that are, mm-hmm. you know, coming up today and, you know, continue to add to their portfolio and, um, you know, even kind of the one-off independence. And I, I've been so lucky again here because, you know, it, it, it starts at the top. Our CEO, Desina, loves independence and loves to be creative. And it has a real partnership with the interior designer and architects that we work with to make these, I mean, truly like creations. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you like, what makes sense, you know, in this location with this box, you know, certainly, but, you know, what kind of feelings do you want to evoke? Like, what kind of words or adjectives do you think of for what we're trying to create? And, you know, translating that into everything, you know, from the flooring to the wall covering to the, you know, the furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, but also everything we do, we try to make sure it's very layered. So you, you'll go in and see a whole lot of things. But then the next time you're in the lobby, you'll notice something else. You'll be like, wait a minute. I, that that's not paint, you know, that's something else. That's like, you know, floppy disks or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. We've been doing that for a number of years. Like what you see is art can be so much more than it used to be. And you have to oh. like look really close and spend time on it. I love that. But again, it, it kind of like it transports the guest and that is part of the guest experience. You know, it's more than just like the interaction mm-hmm. with the, um, you know, the employees, which is certainly very important, but it's, it's everything from, you know, the smell the visual when, as soon as they walk in. So to, to get a little, you know, technical, I guess, in a little bit, um, you know, curators sort of been described as, as a way to provide this competitive alternative for independent mm-hmm. lifestyle hotels that are looking to optimize their bottom line. So how, how in brief do you like work with it? I know you kind of touched on it, but how do you work with the in, independent hotels in this way? Oh yeah. Happy to. So you know, our mission is really to create value for independent hotels. And the way we can do that, it's kind of a myriad of things, but, you know, the highlight is bringing in these, you know, one-off hotels or smaller groups of hotels or smaller operators into our platform to help them compete, you know, better, you know, and, and better, you know, what does that mean? It means, you know, in our industry, maybe like a lot of industries, the bigger you are, the better deals you get, the less you pay. And so like, I don't like that because I want independent hotels to be successful and profitable and continue to thrive. So we've created a collection or platform. So you come in and you're a member hotel and there's a whole lot of offerings that you are then privy to. And, you know, one of the biggest ones is what we call our master service agreement. So we have a whole amazing team that's, you know, kind of on the cusp of everything that's coming out and new and interesting, you know, everything, almost everything a hotel, independent full service hotel could need to operate. We've got over 80 of these agreements in place. So just to give you a flavor, it's, you know, everything related to the whole IT stack, we call it. So a property mm-hmm. management system, a revenue management system, the central res system, you know, BI tools and systems, customer recognition management, you know, CRMs, 
Plus, you know, we have a deal, a, a partnership with a GPO, global purchasing organization. We've got, you can buy Evian water with us. You know, you can have yeah. partnerships with certain parking operators and AV providers. You know, it's Amazing. a very, very long list as it needs to be. Hotel operation is so uh, complicated and there's yeah. so much that goes into it. So we have better pricing, you know, certainly than Pebblebrook had, had seen previously. And we have 50 plus hotels in our portfolio. Yeah. So whether you have one or you have 50, look at Curator, we're already 90. Yeah. So, you know, odds are we're always going to be able to flex our muscles and, you know, have that economies of scale to get better pricing than anyone can get on their own mm -hmm. for mutual benefit again. But it's also a highly flexible model. So you can come into this platform and pick and choose what you want. And that yeah. just comes from, you know, the owner mentality and the owner background. We're incredibly flexible. You can come in, pick and choose what works best for you. So it's not just, yeah, are we going to save you money? but we're going to spend a lot of time on making sure our offerings are a perfect fit for you and you'll have much closer vendor relationships than you did previously. Again, the bigger groups get more attention so we can spread the love yeah, of course. <laughs> amongst our whole collection. And, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got a, a few other things available like specialized internal benchmarking reports on the cost side of things, which are incredibly valuable We've got some workflow systems for contract management and CapEx expenditure mm -hmm. management as well. Again, we're always um, beta testing or pilot testing new things. So we're, we're just always, we can be the resource for whatever a hotel needs on the vendor side. And also if there's something new that just came out, most likely we're already talking to them and trying to test it and vet it. Yeah. Which we think there's some value in that as well. Just, Absolutely. you know, us going through the process being paired with Pebblebrook that has a huge portfolio that we can always test these things in. Exactly. Oh, that's so cool. Then, um, and I get it as, as well as that. I mean, it just, it makes sense as, as far as like from the business side of things. So what do you look for when you're choosing to add a property maybe to the, to your portfolio? Well, so I like to say we have an inclusive model, okay. <laughs> which means again, it just goes back to um, the owner's mentality and being flexible. So, there's no brand standards. There's no checklist. I'm not going to show up at your hotel, you know, with my pen and yeah. paper, you know, <laughs> making sure it looks a certain way or feels a certain way or has certain things. So truly we just want to have, you know, help and, um, it, you know, include every independent hotel we can. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a lot of interest, you know, people reaching out to us, we, of course, like, you know, any new company would, we have a very long prospect list that we're trying yeah. to get to people and spread the word about Curator. And specifically, we want to help independents. So mm -hmm. we're not, not just out there, you know, telling everybody to come in. We want to make sure we can prove out the value creation yeah. and that it's a good fit. So that's, I guess that's probably the one key part of it is, through all the discussions with, you know, a particular independent hotel or series of independent hotels, the, the main kind of, you know, do or die point is, can we help you? Yeah. So we're well, not going to bring someone in if we think that the fit isn't there and that we can't create the value for you. We haven't come across, you know, any of those really yet, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but that would just be maybe the determining factor if it's for some reason it's not a good fit with everything that we have to offer. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, to shift gears just a little bit, I think that we can both, we can all kind of agree on this. That there's certainly been this rise in independent hotels over recent years. Um, and a lot of that is, you know, from the owner side, but then also travelers are wanting that they want more of mm-hmm. these unique experiences. What do you think that we can expect in the future in terms of independent hotels? Like, will they continue to rise, continue to be more popular? Um, what are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, the way I view it is I think, um, and I'm very happy about like the profile of independent hotels has certainly risen. Mm-hmm. People, you know, I don't know, maybe the the typical traveler, people, you know, the travel demand tends to maybe recognize that independent, ho- that independent hotels exist and are yeah. a great alternative much more now than, you know, even two years ago. Yes. Um, I will say, of course, you know, we keep track of, there are still, plenty and plenty of independent hotels and small brands that are converting Mm -hmm. to big brands or even being bought by the big, big brands, which is a little bit concerning, but um, there are such great, you know, new small brands out there and they are, um, they are creating this path of growth for them. Yeah. There's like a handful of them out there that are really interesting. I think that, you know, it's the perfect time for independent hotels. Mm-hmm. And I really do think they'll continue to flourish. So I see that, you know, firsthand in the Pebble Brook portfolio. And, you know, we've said it on, you know, our earnings call um, that just happened last week. But if you have an independent hotel, especially in a drive to location or a resort location, and you really can get the word out and you have some, you know, unique features, great amenities, activities available to your guests. I mean, all these hotels are thriving because I think there certainly always was a segment of travel demand that was interested in experiences and memories, but it's even more so now, right? So we've been kind of pent up for a couple of years and people have been thinking about travel and thinking about how they spend their time mm-hmm. and they want it to be amazing. Yeah, And it can potentially for some groups of travelers be longer than it used to be if they have some remote work possibilities and, you know, if they've saved money because they haven't really gone anywhere for a couple of years. So it feels like to me, there's a lot more time, thought, research into if you're going to travel, can you do something very memorable, something somewhat creative or unique and whatever you're, you know, wherever you're going, what are all the activities you're going to do while you're there too? There's got to be a lot of stuff. Well, I, and I love what you're saying because it actually kind of ties into my next question, which um, is kind of like talking about these like hotel trends um, and like what people are looking for. So like, have you noticed um, maybe, I don't know, something interesting or and, and different a little bit from what you just touched on, like, um, like hotel or hospitality trends that have maybe kind of emerged in the last two years? And then are, you know, is your team, is your company kind of double downing on any of those? Yeah, I think, um, you know, and again, I, I go back to, I always go back to kind of what I see in the public work portfolio and then kind of what I hear from our members. But I yeah. think it's been a real period of kind of looking inward again at each specific hotel and what, what can we develop that we don't have today? What, how can we expand our offerings? So, 
you know, a couple easy examples are um, Pebble Brook owns a lodge in, up in Washington State, and we created a ropes course, axe throwing, zip lining, these unique treehouse accommodations, you know, oh, where cool. you can rent these treehouses and stay in them, you know, for multiple nights. And then when we look at, you know, a resort outside of um, San Francisco, you know, adding another pool and doing these other activities as well, ropes course, adventure courses. Um, So really what I saw the most over the last couple of years is re-looking at your asset and your property. And it can apply to urban hotel locations too. You know, what how can you expand your offerings kind of almost a mini redevelopment of your property to -hmm. make it more appealing? Yeah. Um, And again, it's just, you know, there's room for everybody. Some travelers just want to, you know, go to some, you know, plain vanilla hotel and downtown and collect their points. And they're totally cool with that. There's room for everybody, but Mm -hmm. I think there's so much more excitement about more activations, more activities. Um, and then, you know, tech is huge, of course. Of course. Um, I think it's all about choice. I mean, we have seen, you know, where we have mobile check-in, mobile key available. It's not a given that everybody mm-hmm. is going to use it, but providing choice is big, you know, 100%. and that goes to all your hotel services too. I mean, if you are getting high rates at your hotel, people are going to expect services. So yeah. we've, you know, of course, reopened restaurants and room service, like whatever we need to do to make sure we're pro- providing that value for guests that are paying high rates. And then on the technology side, um, offering that, but in a lot of cases, they don't take you up on it. So it's like, yeah. okay, offer it. And it's always up to the guest choice, whether or not they want to utilize it. Of course. And I, I mean, in, in the long term, I, where I think we are seeing more of a leaning towards that, but it's like, it also has to be kind of like guest awareness. Right. They'll see it a couple of times and then they'll be like, yeah, you know what? I think I will actually try that this time to see how different it is. Right. Um, but again, it is always providing that. And you got to make sure it works. Yeah. <laughs> There's yes. nothing worse of course. than saying I have a mobile check on our mobile key and then it doesn't work. It's like, no, exactly. So, um, you know, before we wrap up, just like, you know, two last little questions here. Um, A lot of our listeners are actually hoteliers in the hospitality space. So um, if you could give like a a piece of golden advice, a little nugget, um, what advice would you give hoteliers now? Like whether it's about how to survive or what they should focus on, or even, even just how to stay relevant. What would be your, your, your piece of advice that you would share? You know, I think, I think you, you actually just touched on it just a second ago. Um, It's so important to know your guest. Mm -hmm. So you need to spend time on understanding who's coming to your hotel and why they're coming and understand, you know, what they want, kind of what they require, you know, or furthermore, what they expect it's so important. I mean, the landscape is so competitive and will continue to be more and more competitive. And it's frustrating. Our industry, you know, tends to really lag behind others. I mean, especially if we see it especially with the rise of Amazon and retailing and, you know, <laughs> online retailing. Yeah. And in many instances, I feel like we just don't have that guest data and we don't drill into it enough and we don't recognize our guests so that they know how much we appreciate them. And when they come back, 
we should be doing, you know, special things to recognize them. So I would say to keep pushing on that, especially as the recovery continues and it's going to get more and more competitive. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good, valuable point. And I, I think all too often, you know, just as, as businesses, we're kind of focused on so many other things, but if we come back to the core, <laughs> the core of what we're doing, which is about right. the guest experience and really kind of focusing on that, uh, everything else falls into place, you know, because yeah, you've exactly. sort of like your North star, um, and everything exactly. sort of makes sense. Um, so to wrap up here, uh, for the, this has been a great discussion and I love everything that you've shared. Um, for, what's next for curator? Like, and what should we be on the lookout for? Anything exciting that maybe that you might be excited about or? Oh yeah. Know? Well, I'm, I'm excited every day, <laughs> but, um, <That's> good. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, on a straightforward basis, we're going to continue to grow the membership. We'll have more new member announcements coming out and, you know, hopefully that continues to kind of shake the trees, everybody. If you're not in curator yet, you're missing out. Uh, we'll continue to grow our offerings for sure. We've kind of got the basics down with our 80 plus and, you know, we're going down the path of, you know, new technologies, what um, that we can be confident in plus um, distribution channels, helping our partners um, bring in incremental revenue. Uh, we want to continue to drive visitors to our website. So our website today, you know, it's a discovery website. I mean, if your listeners are looking for, you know, a great set of independent hotels you can trust that go to curatorhotelsandresorts.com. We have an amazing portfolio. You won't be disappointed if you stay yeah. at any of them. And, you know, we're also really focused on partnerships. So there'll be some announcements in the future about, you know, separate from just, you know, cost savings deals, you know, yeah. partners that we're um, working with that can be very value additive to not only the, like the curator name, but also the hotels that are members. I love that. No, that's, that's amazing and, and exciting. So um, yeah. thank you so much for, uh, for joining me today. I know we covered a lot of topics. This was great. Um, and I'll definitely be sure to share all your details uh, in in the show notes. So for those that have been tuning in, I'll make sure that you've got uh, the contact details so that you can find out more about Curator Hotel and Resort Collection, um, as well as, as being able to connect with um, Jen as well, too. So um, Jen, thank you so much. Appreciate thank you it. so much. This was so fun. And the time goes so fast. So you it make does. it very easy. It does. And for everybody else uh, tuning in, uh, more to come. So as always, as I like to say, continue to say yes to travel. Well, there you have it. Thank you for tuning in to Travel Redefined. Hopefully you've taken away something from this week's guests and that you too are excited to see how travel is evolving. Don't forget to leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode and subscribe so that you won't miss out on the amazing conversations to come. And until next time, Keep on traveling.